Tasmania Talks with Mike O'Loughlin, weekday mornings from 9. With Tasmania Talks, Mike O'Loughlin with you and our phone number 1300 0010 or text 0448 30 10 12. Tasmania Talks, Vet Corner. <laughs> And it is indeed uh, from Pets Life Veterinary Care, Dr. Jen Griffiths. Jen, good morning. Welcome. Good morning, Mike. How are you going? All right, thank you. Now, I want to catch up to you about post-operative care for patients after surgery. I mean, we want to take the best care of animals, don't we? So what are some important things to remember, Jen? Yeah, absolutely. So um, we always um, uh, need to be very aware that even when our pets have had surgery and they're going home and they're walking out the door, we still want you to keep a very close eye on them when, once they get home. So normally we'll send you home with some post-operative care instructions and it really depends on the type of surgery that they've had or whether or not they've had a hospital stay for, for being unwell for other reasons. Um, so there are many things that um, we'll touch on, but one is a bandage care. So... Um, oh. Some patients will be sent home with bandages um, uh, on their legs or on wounds or things like that. So it is something that's really important to keep a very close eye on because bandages can create a problem as well if they are left uncared for or they get wet or they get too tight um, or your patient decides to chew it off as well. Um, and then if they get to the area that you're trying to protect, could cause further damage. So it is really important to keep a close eye on that um, and making sure they can't access the bandage, which also might mean that they have to have a bucket collar on their head. So oh, yeah. the cone of shame, as we always call it. Oh, is that really um, a cone of shame? I, like, I hadn't heard of that. We've had to use that for one of our uh, sometime in the past. Cone of shame. Poor little puppy. Or, oh, come I on. Know. So, yeah, so look, we, there are things that we do to try and safeguard that. Now, the main reason is is that obviously if, if our patients are managing to get to their bandages or get to their wounds, it could be sometimes quite catastrophic because it can cause really serious damage if they take their stitches out or they mm. chew through a, a wound and therefore they might then need another surgery, which we're always, always trying to avoid um, happening. So that's a really important one to look out for. Um, and also we'll always recommend as well when we're, We've got bandages on patients that we're regularly checking them and getting them in for a, a bandage change as well. I was sort of going to say, do, do, you, do you recommend that the, the, the vet look after the rebandaging, taking off, etc.? What about if uh, it's nasty at home and uh, you need to do it for yourself and uh, it might be you know after hours, that sort of thing? Mm, absolutely. So we've got lots and lots of owners that can and will and are more than willing to, to do it themselves at home as well. Often, if we've got a patient that's going through a long-standing um, sort of recovery period with, a say, a wound that's taking a long time to heal and needs a lot of bandage changing, often we'll do the first few in the clinic, um, but often then owners and clients often willing to then continue that at home. So we'll run through how to do it, um, you know, talk about how tight or loose to do it, those mm. sorts of things, so that you just just know what you what you're looking for so absolutely people um certainly are, are able to do that but it's just making sure you don't put it on too tight really is the main thing is there, is there some uh, some rules when, we, when they're coming out of there like keeping them warm and comfortable and not letting them run around don't try and ch get them to chase a ball or something straight up <laughs> Absolutely, you've got it in one. So um, many of the, the surgeries that we're doing, so a lot um, might involve abdominal surgery. So you've got stitches in your in mm. your tummy, basically, or in, in your uh, abdomen there. Um, so yes, absolutely. One of the key things that we'll always put on our post-operative care is making sure that they are well rested. Normally for the first one to two weeks, um, stitches stay in anywhere between 10 and 14 days, depending on um, you know what we've done and, and uh, sort of mm. the speed of healing of an area. So really you're going to be wanting to 
ensure that that patient is well rested. We do not want those stitches uh, coming out or tearing out or tearing through the skin. Um, and same, you have internal stitches and they are incredibly important. If we have gone into an abdomen, what you don't want is those stitches tearing because you could oh, get yeah. things like a hernia. Um, and that can be, you know, really serious and, and again requires a, another surgery to deal with that. So we're just trying to safeguard and prevent that patient having to go through more surgery as well. Sometimes uh, people do take time off work, don't they, to care for some post-ops? Yeah, absolutely. So some people will, um, you know, organise particular surgeries if it's more of an elective surgery, like a desexing or um, things mm. like that. And they might do that when they're on holidays from work. Or um, the other thing that lots of people do will look at doing it on a Friday, so that they're home for the weekend with their pet as well. So yeah, you know, clever. those first couple of days, yeah, um, it's a good idea. And those first couple of days, then you can really keep a close eye on them. Um, and certainly keeping them warm, keeping them inside, definitely, even if they're an outside dog um you know particularly for the first day or two after a surgery ideally you want them inside or in a laundry or somewhere where you can really keep a close eye on them and um, because yeah. yes they've had a general anesthetic and what about um feeding uh, the animal post-op and you know like do we feed them lots of fluid what's the, or do you give everyone like here's 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 your brief here's what i want you to do for the next few days Absolutely. So everyone gets a brief depending on the patient and what we've done. So that's very much tailored to to the specific patient, particularly if it's a very complex surgery. Feeding most patients, absolutely. So if we have our our kids in for surgery and things, they'll come in. They'll they'll be fasted when they come in for surgery. So we always need them on an empty tummy. That's really important. Yeah. Then once they've had their surgery and once they're waking up, um, we're watching them very carefully. Then once they're properly awake, we'll give them a little bit of a lunch so they get a little bit of roast chicken, um, which usually goes down very very well. So we're just combating any low blood glucose and things like that. That's really important because remember they've been fasted up until yeah. that point so um and then when they go home we'll always say um usually most patients are ready to have an, another meal by the time they get home they're pretty hungry again um but we always say just maybe give a little less than what you normally do um and also remember that they've had an anesthetic so you might feel a little bit nauseous um for humans sometimes after they've had anesthesia they don't always feel like eating and they might feel a bit nauseous so we have to expect that these guys might experience you know similar signs yeah. um so offer them food and water um, if they don't want to eat that night, I don't normally get too concerned. Usually by the next day, I, I like them eating, and usually they are. Um, and so that's really important just to keep an eye on those things and make sure they're getting back into their normal routine. Animals do tend to recover a lot quicker, don't they? I mean, but obviously, depending on the surgery, how that recovery times uh, just varies. Yeah, it's, um, I think they're just truly remarkable, to be honest, the way they recover from surgeries, um, even, you know, our desexings and, and particularly for the females, um, a, a spay or, um, you know, removing their ovaries in their, their uterus and things. It's a major surgery and, and for humans, you know, it can be pretty uncomfortable um, mm. and these guys often are bouncing out the door pretty pretty amazing and, and within a couple of days are really sort of pretty much back to their normal selves. Um, so I think they're incredible. I think we also as a profession, I think we deal really well with managing their pain. Um, we, it's something we take incredibly seriously because they can't truly tell us how painful they are. So we're always very 
are careful at watching that and, and um, we'll certainly be very on top of trying to give them as much pain relief as we possibly can to ensure that they're comfortable. Um, you know, whereas humans can at least tell us if they're painful so we can sort of mm. monitor that a little easier. Um, so I think, you know, as a, as a general rule, I think we're all really good at, at trying to, you know, ensure that they're really, really comfortable. I'm going to actually uh, take the idea of a cone of shame into the next management meeting. Anyone that's naughty gets the cone of shame. Yeah, a cone of shame. <laughs> and therefore you can't scratch yourself. That's it. <laughs> oh, dear. But, Jen, look, lovely talking to you again. Uh, gee, we find out so much. It's, uh, it's great. I do appreciate it. Look forward to our chat next week. No worries. Thanks for having me. Good to talk to you. Dr Jen Griffiths, of course, from Vets Life Veterinary Care with Tasmania Talks. Tasmania Talks with Mike O'Loughlin, weekday mornings from 9. 